Well, good morning there, Coach Mel. Well, good morning, Coach Cass. How you doing? How you doing this fine Saturday morning? I am doing well this fine Saturday morning. And how are you doing? I am great. You know, I'm double fisted. I've got my, my light up water bottle in one hand and I've got my coffee. It might be my second cup of the day already in the other hand. So I'm ready to roll. That is a fine lineup of, of beverages. I, um, I think I told you that I stopped using the fancy light up water bottle. Uh, Coach Cass, I know it kind of breaks my heart, but what do you want to share with everybody who is listening? Why you stopped using the light up water bottle? Okay. So for those of you who don't know, the light up water bottle is this fancy gadget that Coach Mel has. Um, it has a weight at the bottom of the water bottle and essentially it measures how many ounces of water you drink throughout the day. Mm -hmm. It sets goals for you. It celebrates your accomplishments. Um, but it also kind of gives you a slap on the wrist if you are not um, <laughs> drinking the amount of water that it has, it has set for you. And I was getting some slaps on the wrist by my water bottle. It was like giving me these big red squares on my calendar. Um, and I just didn't like that. I felt like I was, I felt like I was feeling water school. And well, Coach Cass. Okay, okay. I'm a. I, I didn't realize it's going to take my soapbox out this early in the call. So this this tells me that the goal that you set for yourself might have been a little bit too large of a leap to make it once. So we set more manageable goals, right? We set goals that are. We set the bar so low that you know, especially when we're first starting out, so that to just like step over that bar is a success. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I'm never wrong. I'm never <laughs> wrong, Coach Cass. In fact, I would say you're right. However, however, I, it was, it was, com it was complicated because complicated. I knew the water bottle was right. Um, but also I was, I was finding that I had to like really calculate the water that I was drinking outside of the water bottle, you know, like um, uh, if I go to a restaurant and have a glass of water, I wanted to pour it into my water bottle. So I got credit for drinking that water. And it just became kind of like this really complicated relationship wow. with water. And so it's, 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 it's still there. It will come back into my life, but I needed to take a break from the fancy water. Okay. Bottle. I don't, I'm not here. Listen, we're not going to do couples therapy today with coach cast and water. She has a complicated relationship with her water ounces. You heard it here first, friends. Um, I do hope that someday that water bottle comes back into your life and I will share with you some tips, tricks, hints on how to eyeball measure maybe the amount of water you have so that you can manually track it. But um, speaking of tracking accomplishments, Coach Cass. Yes, Coach um, I, I mean, we are just going right out the gate with the segues and the water bottle, the accountability. Uh, can we get a great big runner round of applause, a big old welcome home party to Timo? Timo, welcome back. We're so excited to have you back out of your recovery room. Um, we just are, we're so excited. Timo wrote in Slack very recently, I'm so excited to be out of the recovery room, time to prep my coffee and get ready for the 9 a.m. runcast. We see you there, Timo. Welcome we see aboard. you. Welcome aboard. We've got Timo and Tom and Sue and Livingstone, Janelle, and some mystery phone numbers out there. 6952-4291. Hello. 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 <laughs> this is ground control to Major Tom. Oh, wait, that's Tom Daniels. Um, <laughs> friends, welcome to our Saturday morning runcast. Okay, so here's how today goes. We have a number of different goals for a number of different peeps. Why? Because uh, some of us are in a down week. So if you recently raced the United Airlines NYC half, you are not in a down week. You're actually picking up your mileage this week uh, because you're building it back into your life. Um, and for those of us who did not race United Airlines NYC half our quote unquote 10 weekers, you, I'm so sorry, that is your down week. This is your down week for those 10 weekers. And those of us who did race the NYC half are building back up. So Coach Cass, we've got people running between five and 10 miles today. 
Mm -hmm. That's right. And those five and 10 miles um, and anything in between those miles, just as a friendly reminder, are going to be long run miles. So that means that we're going to keep them nice and controlled. We're going to stay comfortable. We're going to stay conversational. Um, and we're going to just in, enjoy the miles. And it kind of looks, at least from over here where we are, it looks like a perfect day for, for five, six, seven, eight, nine, or 10 miles today, Coach Mom. Yeah, it looks, it looks like a really nice day today. There was some sun like a minute ago, but it just went under, but it certainly is way better than yesterday. That's for sure. It was kind of rainy and stuff, at least last night when I, I, was, I was actually dressed to go run and it was kind of an optional day. I'd already done a strength workout in the morning. I was going to do a little shakeout a couple of miles. I was like, you know what? This is a really good day to not do that. So, um, so you know what? And today is a beautiful day. Um, so go out and enjoy it. Um, and while you're out there, just um, things to keep in mind, you might still be feeling the workouts from this week. So this was definitely a step up in intensity for both of our groups, whether you're on our eight week coming off of the NYC half plan or the 10 week kind of starting from scratch plan. Uh, you either had two challenging interval workouts or you had a reintroduction to tempo runs followed by a fartlek interval workout. So uh, keep that in mind that they might still be in your body. That, that uh, interval workout in particular, um, the first one of the week for the 10 weekers. So just keep that in mind, let the run unfold for you. Um, so don't force anything to happen. That effort level four to five, it might yield something a little bit slower than it was last weekend. Hey, it's all good. Um, you're going to just take it all in stride, pun totally intended. The key is to stay relaxed, relaxed, relaxed. Uh, this is time on our feet. We are logging our miles and chatting with our friends, right, Coach Cass? That's right. Now, um, I have to say that there may be some background noise over here on my end that makes you feel like you're maybe, maybe it has the sort of impact on you that you feel like you should just kick things up a little bit. And that background mm -hmm. noise that I'm talking about is hammering. Um, um, there's going to be likely some hammering that we hear in the background here, here, but that does not mean that it's time to drop the hammer out there on. on <laughs> um, we have, we have some bathroom renovation underway and, and our folks who um, are working on them are our Saturday workers as well. So um, just, just, putting that out there. If you hear hammering, please don't be alarmed or concerned. Everything is under control over here as will your <laughs> effort level be. <laughs> I love it. What a great tie-in. Hold on to those hammers. Yes. Actually, especially if you are in the group that did uh, the interval workout and fart like workout this week. So that that's the crew that's on the 10 week plan. If you did not race United Airlines NYC half, especially hold on to your hammers because this coming week, you actually have a 10K time trial coming up. Um, Coach Cass and I are really excited about implementing this time trial tool into our training program. We actually had wanted to do this um, in the uh, Brooklyn half training last year, but just given life in the pandemic and everybody, what everybody was encountering, you know, times were different. Uh, between when we had written the plan last year and when we were actually doing it, as we all know. Um, so we're excited to implement the 10K time trial this time. So we'll talk more about it in uh, Monday's call, but just know for now, hold on to your hammers. Don't drop them <laughs> um, because it's going to be exciting. An exciting week for, for many of our runners, right, Coach Cass? You can say that again, Coach Mel. <laughs> It's going to be an exciting week. Um, and, you know, the other thing that's exciting about this week is that after this week, um, we we really should be more or less on the same plan. Now, of course, um, the race date that any individual runner has selected for their plan will will change the the layout of of workouts but um it's kind of like the point in the marathon and the nyc marathon where all of the all of the starting corrals come together as as one and yes finish the rest of that journey together so we're going to be finishing that journey and um there's lots of good work to be done yeah. yes so much good work. And just to kind of backtrack, because there's a little bit of confusion on Monday's call. 
uh, about what's going on. What do you mean there are two plans? I only see my own plan. And yes, you are correct. You have your own plan. You please run your own race, so to speak. Don't worry about what other people are running. But just so everybody knows, big picture, um, there is a certain number of our runners, our incredible runners, who raced the United Airlines NYC half, which of course that overlapped with the training cycle for the virtual Volvo cars Brooklyn half. So because of that overlap, we've actually written an eight week version of this program that took them literally from their finish line on race day through two weeks of recovery and then ramping their mileage back up in order to race the Brooklyn half safely. So that's one camp of runners, which is why those are the eight week runners. We call them the eight week runners slash people who ran NYC half. The 10 week runners are the ones who are starting from scratch. They didn't, they didn't race the NYC half. There's, or if they did run the NYC half, they did not race it at a hard effort. I know there's a couple of our runners. I know Clark is one. There are a few others who ran the mileage, but really wasn't full effort for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, so that means that that two weeks of recovery post race day wasn't necessary. It was essentially a long run, a really good long run. So that's the 10 week crew. So the 10 week crew started doing speed workouts earlier, obviously, because they didn't have two weeks of recovery while our other crew was kind of ramping back up and recovering and everything. So that's what we mean by there are two plans and now they're coming together essentially into one so that hopefully it'll alleviate some of the confusion that we've had up to this point. So we wanna thank you for, uh, for taking the, taking the baton and running with it, so they say in the running world, um, as we navigated two different courses, essentially. So this is basically the Brooklyn Academy of Music and the TCS New York City Marathon, like Coach Kat said. Coach Mel, are you going to sing for us today? Am, am I going to sing? I mean, Brooklyn Academy, I, I just, I, oh, I, sure. I, I, you don't have to do it now. You don't have to do I, it at all, but... You know, you know that I love that angelic voice of yours, and it Chris is. Cass, I I would take requests here at at BAM. Ooh, I have Ooh. I have some ideas for um, a little bit later on in the call. Okay, 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 okay. I'll save it then. Okay. Um, okay. So here we are. We're twelve minutes into the morning, and I know that um, as of a few minutes ago, Timo was still walking towards the starting point of his run. It's sunny but chilly. Uh, maybe at this point, Timo has has started. Um, Timo, if not, that's okay too. But wherever we are at twelve minutes into our time together, let's take a quick little head to toe body check, shall we? Yes. And, um, and friends, we know that um, particularly here at the beginning of our run, we want things to be feeling nice and relaxed. Um, you may still be kind of shaking the sleep off of you this morning as you're as you're getting moving. Um, and so let's let's do that. Let's kind of scan through how we're feeling today, starting up there with our forehead, giving our forehead a nice, a nice, comfortable, just relaxed state. Um, let any sort of tension that you may be feeling up there on the top of your head just start to melt on down. And let's take that on down through the rest of our face, relaxing your jaw. You can open your mouth and let that jaw kind of go from side to side a little bit. Let it be nice and loosey-goosey. Coach Mel is, is <laughs> I'm, she's doing, she is following directions like a child. I am following directions. You guys, I think you guys know now how we're on FaceTime while we're also on Zoom so we can see each other. And I just love doing this. Go on, Coach Gast. <laughs> You, you are a star student. So nice and relaxed through our jaw. Go ahead and feel the back of your neck. Just release any tension back there. Coming down to your shoulders. Nice and relaxed shoulders. We hold a lot of stress there in our shoulders. We're going to just really work to let those shoulders stay nice and relaxed. Um, check out your arms. We like those arms to be at a comfortable 90 degree angle at the elbow with those elbows coming back behind you. Um, avoiding crossover through the center line of your torso if possible. And moving on down to your hips, go ahead and place some imaginary headlights on the front of your hips. 
and just notice that those headlights are illuminating the path ahead of you, even if the sun is already doing that job of illuminating the path ahead of you. You can use those imaginary headlights to do the same thing, keeping those, those hips directed in front of you um, instead of moving left, right, left, right as you make your way down the road. And your center of gravity is just going to fall comfortably below you. Um, particularly in the long run, there is absolutely no need to be doing any overstriding, um, any sort of fancy footwork out there. Just let those feet fall directly below your center of gravity as you're making your way forward on this, on this run together. <sighs> ah, Coach Cass, that was lovely. Um, that was just lovely. I, that's why I was following along with you, Coach Cass. Um, yes, Coach Cass. Following along is a is a, a thing of beauty. It can be a thing of beauty. And um, Coach Mel. Yes, Coach Cass. This is a stretch here. You're going to just have to bear with me on this segue. I, I'm bearing. I knew where you're going and I'm here for it. <laughs> so following along is can be a thing of beauty. And following along and just being part of of so sometimes we follow and sometimes we lead coach Cass. I think that's what you're actually trying to say. And sometimes you run alongside people, right? And so when you're, you have the chance to follow and you have the chance to lead or run alongside, well then, you know, that's really one of the beauties of not only running but also running with friends or acquaintances or people that you just have a kinship to, right? A, a collective goal. So, and that really kind of embodies our running community, doesn't it, Coach Cass? Coach Mel, you are the master of the segues. I'm still learning. I'm still There's, learning. Yes. I felt, I, I know your heart was in the right place though. I knew where you were going and I was there for it. <laughs> Thanks for lifting me up out of that one. Yes, that's right, Coach Mel. So we we really wanted to take a moment today to, to lean into our community and, and chat community. Um, there's been, I mean, this has, this clearly has been a part of everything that we've done together since day one of coaching lab and well before that. Um, but it's, it's become of greater focus. Um, I think particularly here as we're, as we're kind of starting to emerge and communities are shifting and communities are embracing each other and, Coach Mel and I have just been talking a lot about our community and our running community, especially. And we really have. It's, I mean, let's just go back for a second, like go back in time to like when Coaching Lab was actually just a concept. This was, when was this? This was November, December, 2019. Okay, so this was after the TCS New York City Marathon in 2019, New York Roadrunners, in, during normal times, obviously the last year and a half have been a little different, but um, in, normal times after the marathon, like Roadrunners basically like is, it functions, but things are like firing on half a cylinder while everybody recovers until like about Thanksgiving. And then we ramp things back up again, like late November, early December. So around then that's when coaching lab was really just a concept. We were in a, we were in a conference room and we talked about like, what, what should the next step be for our virtual training offerings? And we were kind of kicking around the idea of team coaching because it's just, is our group training or in-person group training like has just been if I may a runaway success um and so how do we bring that feeling that community feeling to the virtual space because that's really the thing anybody can follow the training plan really you have a training plan and if you have the drive and if you have the discipline and you're a self-starter you can follow a training plan however studies have shown time and time again that humans have a hard time doing that for themselves enter community right so the concept of team coaching really we started kicking that around and so we drew it out we got our our team on board and we even used coaches from around the country also to have their own little pods of other races to see if this is a new york thing or is this a regional thing like where does this really land as we you know really map out the product years down the road and i mean this was all before the pandemic. I need to like emphasize that because then the pandemic hit and all of NYRR's training offerings became virtual overnight. And 
it's like our group of people who, who ran together and like we had our rapport and we had our thing and we all kind of, we were used to each other, you know, an hour, twice a week or whatever. Like we're in this virtual space and it seems that our community grew that much tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and Coaching Lab really, really took off. And we were expecting it to be successful, but you know, when you really think about the specifics, like how we're all here for each other, I could think of 10 examples off the top of my head of specific runners and, and cases who we've all just been there and shown up for each other. Um, and now we're back entering real life. And that community has not only strengthened and deepened, but like it's starting to grow, right? Coach Cass, you had a, a specific, like a really, really big community morning this week. Do you want to share what that what well, that was about? Yeah, absolutely. And before even getting into my big community moment from earlier this week, part of what really had me had me thinking about just the the magic of the running community. I want to share a little a little moment that I got to um, witness out on the run um, on Thursday morning. So I was out running on Thursday morning um, along the river and from the distance I started kind of squinting my eyes. I'm like, is that, could it be? Are those people up there really? And what I what I saw, and it it came into clear focus that I wasn't just dreaming up this scene. I saw our very own Julia, Tom, and Lynn staging themselves for a post workout selfie, and <laughs> um, they had just they had just finished their workout. Um, they had that they had that you know that sort of like running specific glow um, about them where things feel good there there's a giddiness about about that and you have to look good for the selfie as well which they were obviously on point in 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 setting it up and so i um i ran up the hill and photobombed them and it was it was a it was a great moment and we got to run together a bit um and i, I think that it it was about the second time um that I got to see maybe the third time I have to go back and check my records, but uh, maybe the third time that I saw these, these beautiful humans in person yet, yet I, I know them. I, I know so much about them. I know their bedrooms. I know their travels. I know, you know, I know their pajamas and the jam, uh, the fam jams. Yes. And, um, I, I mean, my face hurt at the end of this morning because I was smiling so hard on just seeing these three. And um, after we parted ways, I spent a good amount of the rest of that run just thinking about, wow, like how profound that is that this community of runners have kind of um, moved beyond the Zoom and are such a big part of one another's lives. Um, and which led me to thinking about just how my running community, and I have several different circles of my running community, um, just it's been such a, such a, a core part of who I am and my life experiences. Um, so I'm kind of like making my way down, back down, going south now down the river. Um, the runner who I had been running with, this lovely man named Terrence, um, he peeled off at 79th Street. Terry! Oh, stop it. Terry. Yep. yep. Oh, God. Um, I love him. So he peeled off at 79th Street, and I'm just kind of cruising along. I actually had to pick things up a little bit because... Um, we we broke the rules of um, the workout that we had scheduled. Instead of turning around at 17 and a half minutes, we turned around after 20 minutes. And so I had to I had to pick it up to to meet the rest of the crew that I was with um, at the finish line. And I was so I'm like kind of breathing hard and kind of working a little bit harder, but still thinking about just how great the community is and and thinking of Julia and Tom and Lynn and and our our people at large. Um, thinking about what they've all also been doing within their Team Osprey work. Um, I believe that there are 47 runners now on Team Osprey, which is that's the team that has <laughs> come, 
come out of the love of a hydration pack and how incredible is that? I mean, it's what's better than that? It's a hydration pack and it has brought 47 people together. Um, and, and but like also only in the running world would that be a thing. Yeah, like we should probably totally. like just like pinpoint that too. Like really is because runners get it. Yeah, runners get it. Runners totally get it. Um, and from from there, my I mean, not to make this whole morning about me at all, but like, you know, I'm running and I'm feeling good and thinking like, how can the day get any better than that? And then boom, this crew of people who I have been running with for years and years through a surprise baby shower at the end of this run and my heart exploded and there were tears and there was there's all the feelings um but that's kind of where I've been almost like meditating on yeah the the value of our running community and I just I feel like the running community, it's just different than other communities. Mm -hmm. It is different. Well, okay. Yes and no, but I want you to finish your thought because I have some comparisons and some, not comparisons, comparisons to despair, some similarities to draw between other, but go on. Mm -hmm. I know that, yeah, I, I know that um, like the theater world has been mm -hmm. a world that you have, you've shared some of those similarities. Um, I just think that, you know, and I was thinking about what it is about running that, that bonds us so closely together. And, um, I think that part of it is just really the, the, the physical journey that we, um, that we, that we take on when we go out with with others. So we, my running friends, my, my running people have seen me at my very strongest. They've seen me feel my most accomplished. Um, and they've also seen me at my most vulnerable. They've seen me, <laughs> they've been there when I've peed my pants on the run. They've been there. Yes. I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> They've been there with me when I have not been able to go any further, when I have been at the mercy of my own limitations and, and they've been there to lift me up and carry me through and really everything in between. Um, and, you know, running is such, so often such a metaphor of, of, the other the other journeys that we embark on in life um and i think that i don't know i just think that it's um it's it's a beautiful thing to have people who understand the different points of connection out there on the run um and it it it's it's what keeps bringing me back and keeps my passion alive with the sport itself I love it. I, it's all so, 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 so true. It's, I mean, a big yes to this. So I actually, this is a crazy thing. So I actually trained for my first, I have to think 2007 to 2011. So what is that? That's four years. So that's probably my first eight or so marathons. I ran two a year for a very long time. Um, I ran my first eight or so marathons training solo, nobody to run with, no running buddies. I'm telling you, it was me and my show tunes on the road because I was like knee deep in the theater world and like who in the theater community is like, yeah, I'm going to go run 20 miles and then go to rehearsal. That was me because I was crazy. Um, but that, that, that was me. That was my world. And, you know, first of all, I, the running and theater worlds, yes, they're very, very, very similar where we're over sharers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talk about everything and everything happens, just like you said, full of energy, full of obscure references that nobody gets except for people. Like it's, it's a very, if you know, you know, mm -hmm. type of world. And we, and this is really like my favorite thing about both communities. We embrace everyone with big, sweaty, smelly, open arms and really, you know, take people 
that take people, love people for who they are, right? So that, that those are like some big similarities between those worlds. But I would say for my first four or five years as a runner, I I was just I was just kind of like this lone ranger, and it was it was fine. I didn't see anything lacking. Um, and I was running around the Astoria Park track one day when this man starts yelling numbers at me. And I was like, what the, who is this guy? Like, why is he yelling numbers at me? And so finally, like I stop. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Do I, do I know you? Why are you yelling at me? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were with us. I was like, who are you? So he thought he was the, the head coach of Hellgate Roadrunners in Astoria. His name is Jared. He's a lovely, Jared, with Cass, I know you know too. So Jared is a sweetheart, but like sometimes like, you know, not so quick on the uptake. And <laughs> he was like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were running with us. I was yelling your splits at you. I was like, splits, what are those? No, I knew nothing. Yes, eight marathons in, friends. You heard it here first. And I knew, did not know what the heck I was doing, except like run and eat something and try not to do anything stupid. Those were my rules of training <laughs> at the time. So yelling numbers at me, I, I said, Hellgate Roadrunners, what is this? We're a team, blah, blah, blah. It gives me, you know, Jared also isn't technologically savvy and this is like 2011 or so. Like, yes, the internet was a thing but they didn't have a big website and like, <laughs> anyway. So he's like, here's my email. Like, if you want to know more, like reach out. I was like, ah, this is creepy. Great. Thank you. But you know, I'm going to do my own thing. Um, but I kept on running into them. And so finally I started running with them and suddenly I had this team of people who were running with me and like, you know, I was not the fastest on the team, but like, it didn't matter. The faster people, it just didn't care. It was, it was Saturday long run day. And so they would run with me and we would run around Roosevelt Island, Tribro, Randall's Island. And like all these places that like, again, like I'm, I was a lone ranger. All I did was run into the city run around Central Park and run home. Like I didn't really know much. So anyway, so I suddenly had this team of people who did what I did, who liked what I liked. And suddenly like these brunches, <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like runners put the run in brunch, right? So that was a thing. Um, so I started making running friends. Um, and then the cool thing is in 2012, and this was like when I was, I used to be more active in Twitter than I am right now. I, I'm 87 years old. So um, I thought you were 93. Uh, it's math. So, um, so um, anyway, I, I was following this one runner on Twitter and it turns out she was a neighbor of mine because you post pictures of her runs and everything. She's two blocks away. Great. Anyway, she was putting together this team for basically it's similar to a Ragnar I it was the Green Mountain Relay mm -hmm. uh 200 mile relay race 12 people two vans down the state of Vermont uh from Jeffersonville to Bennington she put out an APB on Twitter who wants to join my team and I'm like yep I'm in mm -hmm. and so suddenly there are 12 of us strangers virtual strangers in two vans running all night <laughs> down the state of Vermont and there are a couple of people from that team to this day are still very, very, very good friends of mine. And that's just like another like weird thing. We're only in the running community. It's like, yeah, I don't know you, but like your references check out because A, you're a runner and B, you know, such and such and how you must be awesome. Mm -hmm. So those are just like two examples of how suddenly like poof overnight, my running community formed and they're just so welcoming and like I'll play, I'll play. Okay, cool. Join, join the, join the pack, join the flock. If we're talking in Osprey terms, it's funny. Cause I just got a text message from, uh, NYR's own coach, Steve, uh, who I've on a bunch of running community text threads. So I have coach Steve and two other wonderful runners and coaches in our running community who both used to work for road runners. And Steve is doing his first race, like official race, I think in a very long time, it was a one hour race to see how far you can run in an hour in New is Jersey. Like and he trimmed his beard or trimmed his beard. I probably to be more aerodynamic. Yes. Uh, but coach, coach Steve just reached out and then said how he did. He did quite well, certainly farther than I could run in one hour. I, I'll say that much. Um, anyway, so coach Steve, congratulations. And just like, boom, three, three running community stories right there in a row for you. Yeah. Crazy. You know, it's funny to think about Hellgate because, um, I, I spent 
a year, I think it was even under a year living in Astoria. And Hellgate was also my first running team that I was a part of. Um, I had, I, I kind of formed my own unofficial crew when I was in grad school, when I was baby Cass um, in 2005 out here mm -hmm. when I first moved to New York, um, 2005 to 2007 when I was um, baby cast, baby teacher going to grad school. We, we had a little bit of a, a running crew that came out of, out of um, those years of grad school, but Hellgate was my first official, um, I guess, running, running team, running, yeah. running organized running community. And um, it's just so funny how like New York is such a small town and yeah. uh, it's such a close, a close miss for the two of us. Our paths did not intersect then. They didn't, we were off by a few years. Well, I was, yeah, it was, it was by a few years. I came back to New York. Um, so I left when I, when I moved out to Tanzania, that was in 2007. Um, so 2007 to 2009, I was in Tanzania. And when I came back, I was still a part of, of Hellgate, but I was living in Harlem then. And so mm. I wasn't able to really make the workouts. Um, and that was, that was just before you joined the team. It was a close yeah. mess, but we were destined to have our paths cross and to be a part of one another's communities. Well, Coach Cass, was it a, was it a miss or was it a relay? Did you hand the baton to me maybe? Ah, maybe I did. Uh, <laughs> ah. Ah. Um. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I mean, you're so funny because you're like runners have seen, you know, only runners have seen me pee my pants and poop my pants. And like, it just reminds me of a time that a runner, when I say he saved my A double dollar signs, he literally saved my A double dollar signs uh, after the uh, Brooklyn half one year, but Coach Mel, Coach Mel means ass. <laughs> can we say that? I don't know if we could say that on the run cast or not. Um, where I had an accident. Gordon, Coach Gordon has said it before, so that gives us okay. Good. If, if Coach Gordon does it, like we can do it. I hope. I, I mean, I won't do it as well. I'm sure hearing Coach Gordon say ass is like oh, but <laughs> anyway, that's another thing. Another thing. Um, but yeah, I, I had an accident. <laughs> <laughs> um after after finishing the the Brooklyn half and I was waiting online for the porta potty and like come on man like it was I was in the stall and just didn't make it down in time anyway that's really gross but you know we're runners so we can talk about that and then I had a runner save my ass literally he gave me all the necessary cleanup equipment um to make it happen <laughs> so that I could go to the bar with my friends afterwards um Coach yeah, Mel. thank you for coming to my TED talk. Yes, I, I love talking about poop. I want to share one one quick story. Um, speaking, yes, please. Speaking of community and speaking of poop, um, yeah. back 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 in the day, from the crew of runners who I um, was referring to when I was in grad school, when I was baby Cass, um, one friend of mine was like this. She was fancy. She was like my first fancy New York friend. She's fancy. She always was like, not as fancy as me. I'm fancy. You are nobody's as fancy as you. Nobody. I mean, clearly, but this but friend he, of mine, yes. she like, she just, she, she was always so put together. She never looked like how you and I look right now. <laughs> she just was always put together, always had like all of the, the nice things. And, and um, I get a call one day and she is, her voice is panicked and she is like, Cass, I didn't know who else to call, but I'm in Central Park right now. She was out for a run and I just pooped my pants. And, <laughs> and so I coached her through like step-by-step step on how to get herself out of the poopy pants and out of the park and back home. And that was, I'm telling you after that, like, we had a new bond that that just you it, it lasts a lifetime i mean we still talk about the the central park 
poop incident. Um, and he survived and she yeah. came out the other side stronger for it. Yeah. And I kept that a secret for her, except for now when I'm broadcasting it to the world here or to our little world, but her name- name's omitted to protect the innocent. Yes, name's omitted. Um, but you know, as we're running down the road here today, just kind of give, don't poop your pants, give yourself a moment to just reflect on who your people are. You know, who are your people who would be, you know, your phone call should you find yourself in, in a running emergency? Um, or just to who your people are who have been there to lift you up and carry you through your journeys? Yes, Coach Mel. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, as you think about who your people are that you want to lift, that that you that lift you up during your journey and whom you want to lift up, think about how you would call to them. Would it be using their name? Would it be, oh, a, sh a show tune, a 90s tune maybe? We've gone through that, the call. Or would it be a sensible animal call, Coach Cass? Would it be a sensible animal call, Coach Mel? I don't know. This might be the best segue yet. Friends, here is our midway animal call conversational check-in for you. We didn't realize there was such a love for animal calls until Monday night's call when we were all started imitating all kinds of things. So Coach Cass, do you have a fancy audio for us? No. Did your dad ever send you? Okay, that's fine. I, so I, here's background here. Um, Coach Mel and I were planning our our call today and we we were really taken by <laughs> the idea of of using um you know like an osprey call for um our conversational check and my dad sweet bob wangsness he uh he is famous for some of his his animal calls he's really good at them so I asked him if he would record some for us so we could use them on the call um I don't think that he quite understood um what I was asking um because <laughs> of of his best but we're gonna come back to this we will get Bob Wang's nest animal calls I can't wait for friends, it friends this is what I want you to do so repeating after me for our conversational check. Now, this should feel, this should feel, you know, comfortable to, to say. Embrace who is around you. Embrace that what you are going to repeat is going to really kind of make their day. All right. So here we go. Repeating after me. Cardinals, Bob Whites, Crows, Gray Squirrels, and Pheasants are wonderful to imitate. One more time. Cardinals, bobwhites, crows, gray squirrels, and pheasants are wonderful to imitate. Animals are our friends. and practicing their sounds is a, the right thing to do. Wow, Coach Cass, that was enlightening. Um, now, if you still have oxygen after that really enlightening phrase, uh, let's give a good old <laughs> on the run. Come on, let it out, everyone. Excellent. And now, you know, let's pretend, actually, you know what, let's do your animal of choice, your animal Patronus for running. Is it a cat? Is it a, is it a cheetah? Is it a lion? Obviously I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the feline area here. Is it a dog? Oh, oh. Is it, is it an otter? I don't know what sound otters make. Um, you pick the animal and you best imitate it now. So mine is going to be What's yours, Coach Cass? Mine is, um, okay, mine is Madge um, when she's feeling feisty. So mine is, 
she she has like this like guttural um growl that she she yes. does um like when she sees her reflection in the window in the nighttime when she gets on high alert. beautiful so that's our fancy audio for you but you know what else is really exciting about this week is our fancy visual contest coach Cass. right get me um, <laughs> don't get you i mean it did fancy fancy visuals I'll, I'm, I'm gonna get you started so okay so far there have been very impressive fancy visuals and some some of our our creators are, are getting down on it. They're posting and they're saying, oh, mine's not as fancy as everyone else's. Again, my friends, compare leads to despair and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So you know what? Your splits might not be what you had envisioned, but what you created is a thing of beauty in and of itself. Um, I, I was taken particularly by Beth Brorings uh, because she couldn't get graphs. Her technology wasn't quite there. But instead she did, she showed us her route, which to me, I interpreted it as an alien with an antenna, which really spoke to me in that moment. Uh, so I loved that one. We had, we had lots of standouts though, didn't we Coach Cass? We had so many standouts. Um, I, yes, I, I, you might not know this about me, Coach Mel, but I love a fancy visual. I really No, do. you don't say. I really, really do. So this has been kind of like, um, just there's like too many great things happening this week, um, including all of these fancy visuals. We had John Samp who could fart like every run. Um, he mentioned in his fancy visual. Um, Rebecca, she ran a, a beautiful run and she did an extra RPE eight interval. Um, Sue, hi Sue, we see you there. Sue's fancy visual looks like a beautiful ocean sketch. It was like wavy and consistent. It could also be some kind of some kind of maybe like sine wave of like it could be an ocean, it could be like mm -hmm. sound. Um, there are so many ways to interpret Sue's fancy visual, but um, the consistency was a thing of beauty. Um, mm -hmm. Sally, Sally, hi, we see you there as well. Sally's made my heart sing, Coach Cass, and her posts made my heart sing too, because mm -hmm. she's starting to see improvement year over year now, mm -hmm. which is so exciting. That's what we're doing. That, that's the name of the game. That made me really, really happy. So, and no, yeah, walk those off segments, Sally. Listen. Effort is effort. And if you're walking those off segments, you do you. I think that's great. She, um, yeah, she, absolutely. Those off segments are meant to be off. Um, and the fact that Sally is now running her off segments, whereas before they, um, you know, it was a pretty consistent walk um, opportunity for her. Just seeing that growth is a beautiful thing, but there's absolutely, I, I, I walk off segments sometimes too. And there's, yeah. oh, there's I always do yeah. nothing wrong with a, with a walk to off. Um, we had Shannon who, um, her fancy visual captured her first quality workout after her COVID dash half dash vaccine dash injury lineup of, um, you know, roadblocks for her running and, um, <laughs> So Judas, I really loved Judas. She she talked about her fart look at dust. Sorry, at dusk. Fart look at dusk in her fancy visual. <laughs> and I was when I was looking at her visual and kind of like thinking about it, for some reason I just felt like that should be the title of a romance novel. And I don't I, I think don't, so too. I've never even read a romance novel, but if there was one called Fart look at dusk. I would be all over that. I would download it to my Kindle right now. 100%. And Julie, Julie ran a booyah fartlek. I love it. The booyah fartlek. Uh, she said that the two minutes at RPE 8 were perfection. I mean, you can't do, I mean, you can do better than that. That's awesome, Julie. Um, and Sam was happy. He was so happy uh, to share his fancy visual. And he did it in the rain, which is like an extra layer of fancy. So that was exciting to see. He's hey, um, Yeah. Oh, he's on the call too. Oh, that's exciting. Um, and Donna had a beautiful fancy visual too. And speaking of community, uh, she had some help from Julia B, right, Coach Cass? That's right. Um, Julia 
gave her some intel on a great course to run the workout, which kind of helped her get to the right place for her run. So, hey, Donna, we see you there too. We have so many. <laughs> here. I know. Janelle also here running with us today. Um, she was very excited about her fancy visual as she should have been. Um, and just feeling back to herself after racing and vacationing. That is, that's just the best feeling, feeling like yourself. So Janelle, I hope that as you're out on the road today, that you are also feeling like yourself and we're so happy to be out there with you. Yeah. And Sonia, uh, fancy visual cam. I love that fancy visual cam. <laughs> that's like, that's like, again, I'm at a sports event, you know, which is obviously our fancy, fancy visual runs are, uh, fancy visual cam, uh, with labels. And it was just pure perfection, which is exciting to see. And then Clark, our sweet Clark, he said his was all over the place, but you know what coach Cass, what coach Mel? It's okay. That's okay. It's a little all over the place. That's fine too. I listen, work, work works. The bottom line is work works. So you put in the work and it will pay off with interest uh, in dividends, I should say mm -hmm. later on down the road. So I think that even if it was a little all over the place, that's a-okay. Right, Coach Cass? You can say that again, Coach Mel, a-okay. <laughs> So, okay, so here's the deal. We had a few uh, questions in Slack that came up yesterday that would have involved long written explanations, but quite simple spoken explanations. So we thought we might take a little bit of time to address the questions that came in here uh, on the call. And then of course, we'll go into Slack and summarize what we said afterwards. But um, these were just really good questions that I think many of us are likely to have. So we wanted to open up the conversation here and bring it to the call. So the first one was Greg Denot's question. He had a question about shoes. So quote, I currently have 316 miles elapsed on my current shoes. By my count, my training program will have over another 100 miles before the race day, but only a little over 100. So that means that he'll be by race day at 416 miles on his shoes. So he already has his new pair, but he wants to know when he should start breaking them in. And he, he laid out a couple of options. And here's my take on this, Greg. I think that you might as well start now. You've got a hundred miles or so to go. Um, everybody's body is different. Personally, I, I like to have about around 50 miles on a pair of shoes before I really race in them, simply because it takes that time for your foot to get accustomed to it, for the shoe to get accustomed to you. Um, it, it gives you time to address any any issues if, if there are with the manufacturing of the shoe, because even though shoes are made exactly the same, they're actually, the name of a shoe mold is called a last. Um, and every shoe of the same model is built on the same last. Uh, but they're often manufactured at different factories around the world. So there could be differences in colorways, how they fit. You may not even realize it, but teeny tiny, but it can add up over miles. So I would say gradually start to work them into your rotation now, maybe one run a week in them. Um, and then as you get closer to race day, gradually start to transition your old pair into your rainy, rainy day shoes, maybe, and let this pair, the new pair become your quality shoes. So I would say if that's my, that's in my opinion, the best way to phase in new shoes is gradually. And then little by little, let that shoe become the A pair and the other shoe become the B pair by race week. Uh, how do you feel about that coach Cass? Coach Mel, I have nothing to add to that. I feel I'm right there on the same page with you. Um, I think that, yeah, the, there's nothing to add to that when even sometimes when buying. So I, for a long time, ran in um, New Balance 890s. And um, it was always surprising to me when breaking in a new pair, when the new pair would feel a little bit different from old mm -hmm. pairs. So yeah, taking that time to just kind of feel out what the new shoe has to offer and um, ensure that it's, it's a, it's, a good shoe for the miles that, that, you know, need to be run. Um, you don't want to save that for the last minute and transitioning into it can absolutely ease the, ease the break-in process. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, and then Stephen had a question about mileage. Um, and this is interesting too. Uh, Stephen Brinker, this is Steve's question. Quote, hi coaches, I started training again this week after a two to three month injury layoff. Awesome, welcome back. Number one, I remember when you kind of had to bench yourself last cycle. So we're so glad you're back. Um, I honestly miss doing intervals, I bet you did. How many weeks would you recommend to build up for a half marathon? Looking ahead, I don't think I'll be up for a nine to 10 miler next weekend. It's five weeks out to race day. So without any time goals at all in mind, do you think that is enough time? I'm feeling fine injury-wise, good news, and running without any limitations other than being a little bit out of shape, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Since it's virtual, since it is virtual, I would miss out on the medal, but I could push back my run a few weeks if that sounds like a smarter plan. Okay, so Stephen, this is a, this is gonna be a very individual question, I think. Generally speaking, could be just because knowing you, you had a base going into the half. So that means that it's gonna be less of a jarring on-ramp to get in. Now, we don't know what your mileage has been. You said you're back to training again this week, but have you been doing a few weeks of easy runs? So I would number one, look at the mileage you've been doing so far and what kind of mileage jump would it be? Mm-hmm. Okay, number two, I would say that, you know, the quality work, the intervals, the speed workouts, that's going to be the last thing to come in because the priority of training for half marathon is number one, get through that distance. So I would take the hard running off the table for now, because the time on your feet is going to be enough of a stimulus in and of itself. Um, I think that pushing back to the last weekend possible of the race window, the last day possible is definitely a wise strategy. Buy yourself some time. Um, And I think that, you know, you might not be ready for a nine to 10 miler next weekend, but maybe in two or three weeks, we can get you there. This is going to be a coach Nick situation. He can really look at the specifics of your plan. Um, But the things to look at are where you're coming from in terms of your base mileage, just easy miles, time on your feet. You're going to prioritize those easy miles. Okay. And put the speed work on the back burner, because that's going to be enough of a stimulus. Um, And again, we're so happy you're not feeling injured right now. That is a great sign, but we wanna keep you that way, which means erring on the side of conservative every step of the way. Um, So even if that means that your peak long run isn't what you had hoped it would be, and you need to walk some of that distance in between to get to 13.1, we would prefer that than the alternative. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say, Cass? Yeah, that last bit that you, um, just mentioned was exactly what I was going to say. I mean, two to three months of, um, injury layoff, we, we don't want to send you back into that layoff period by, by going too far, too much, too soon. Um, so, you know, understanding like the, the, the big picture here and keeping big picture, so we can all be like coach Gordon and have this long prolific running career, lifelong running career. Um, we have to be, we want to be particularly careful when coming back from injury. Um, and I think that I, I love that you, that you're letting go of time goals for this race. I think that that's absolutely the right thing to do and, um, just easing in. I mean, we could, we could, easily draw a fancy visual for how we want you to come back into your mileage, you know, starting, starting small and building slowly, um, and really keeping in touch with how you're feeling along the way so that we don't land back into, into that, um, injury layoff period. Um, and let this be a conversation that we, we definitely, um, follow up on and jump into coach Nick's um, office hours on Thursday. So we can make sure that, that you are well taken care of as you come back and yes. congratulations and in, in being back. Welcome back. We're so happy. Um, and Ooh, this just in breaking headlines, breaking news. Tomorrow is Tom Daniel's birthday. Happy birthday, dear Tom. <laughs> so we'll have a little birthday party on Monday for you. That's my, my birthday call. <laughs> and was that, I didn't hear yours, Coach Cass. Call, call. There we go. There we go. There we go. 
Um, so, okay, we, we have 59 minutes in, oh my goodness. Okay, so let's do one final uh, RPE inform check. Coach Cass, your, your audio cut out. Do you, wanna, do you wanna say what you were saying again? Yeah, I just, I was just saying the same thing that you were, that we're 59 minutes in and it's, it's time to, it's time to wrap this thing up. So runners, friends, as we're coming to the end of our time together, just go ahead and check in with that body, relaxing your forehead, your jaw, the back of your neck, your shoulders, looking at how far you came in this journey together today. You are doing beautiful work and we are so, so, so proud of you. So wrap up your run, whether you had your five miles or 10 miles or anywhere in between today. We want this to, to wrap up nice and easy for you. And we cannot wait to see you on Monday, to see you all on Monday. Beautiful work today. Thank you. Nice job, team. And we will see you soon. And we can't wait for that. We can't wait. Bye, everybody.